This is episode 123, The Power of Compounding, Treating Your Time Like Money. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is the Dance of Life podcast. Every week, my goal is to inspire you to take action towards what you love, live a transformed life, and enjoy the journey there. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, guys? So, Albert Einstein, one of my favorites, and I'm sure one of yours, too, was quoted as saying, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it, earns it. He who doesn't, pays it. I love this quote because today we're talking about the power of compounding, and it's not going to be a financial podcast, although we will review a little bit about how compounding works in theory, but more to look at the principle of compounding and how that applies to your actions. I love seeing it this way because it really helps you get an idea of how important it is to be consistent uh, in your actions on a daily basis towards what you love. You know, that's one of the main goals with this podcast is to inspire you to continually take action on what you love. And that's, that's really the key. So how did this come about? I was having a conversation with one of my buddies recently, and we were talking about, you know, creating a, a personal brand, right? And how you create a personal brand, how, you know, how much work it takes and basically why you need to do it and this kind of stuff. And really, first off, the world is moving in that direction. You know, if you look at our economy, it's becoming much more self-employed, you know, oriented a lot of the freelancers is now something that you can become much easier than let's say 20 years ago with all the technology and and tools that are available and education is becoming a, a, a disrupted thing you know we're no longer going to colleges as much as we are before i don't know what the statistics are but i think last i was reading about anything like this attendance had dropped down quite a bit let's say compared to you know 20 years ago now with the internet now with podcasts with with online courses all these kind of things that you can enrich your education with practical skills, we live in a world where literally, you know, (laughs) information is at your fingertips. You know, Google University, you can pretty much learn. And how many times have you learned? I know I've learned stuff on YouTube like crazy. And it just, it still astounds me today. You know, we take it for granted, like it's this ubiquitous thing in our life. But in reality, I mean, I, I'm 35 this year. I, I grew up when there was no internet, there was no Facebook. And you know, it just still astounds me that literally you can just turn to a, a computer and learn anything you want <laughs> on your own time. So it's, that's pretty crazy. That's a huge shift in our ability to create, really, if you think about it. And, and the world today, the average person, I find this also really interesting. The average person, we're talking just average, has a phone, right? And just their ability to command the world's resources. If you think about what you can do through your phone, we're not even talking about you have a ton of money or anything. Let's say an average person, average salary, you got a phone, you can communicate across the world to anybody. You can go on Amazon and literally order anything you want as long as you can afford it, or you can use a credit card, right? And bring it to your door in two days. Uh, You know, you can talk to people and create things online and groups and motivate people. And like, on what history has that ever been possible for for the average person you know like if you think about royalty let's say a pharaoh 
back in Egypt or, you know, royalty back, you know, 500 years ago or whatever. Their power, like your power as an average human being with a phone, greatly outweighs like royalty hundreds of years ago. We're living literally like, like emperors. Like we have the whole world in our command as far as what we can create and the actions that we can take. It's pretty phenomenal. So we live in that kind of world and it's exciting. It's really exciting because what that means is the value of your actions is much greater than somebody who was like, let's say very, very well to do a long time ago. Meaning you get a lot bigger bang for your buck in what you can do. A peasant, let's say an average person 500 years ago, they didn't have much you know, they could do with their actions. They're a very limited pool of freedom and things that they could create. But now the, the playing board has been drastically, uh, the playing field has been drastically equalized. You know, you can do a lot, even as an average person with a phone. So that's really inspiring to me. You know, that, that to me is really cool because you can literally start a business in your spare time. You can, you can do so much. I mean, people are drop shipping these days. They're selling stuff they don't even own. Like, it's crazy. We live in a, a crazy, in a really cool world, but it's a crazy world if you think about it. You know, and oftentimes I, I focus a lot on gratitude, especially recently. Like I said, I'm coming out with this book in a couple of weeks, The Gratitude Map, and that's been a big part of my life and it will continue to be. Uh, but this episode, I really want to focus on the other side of it, the achievement side, right? The the taking action to to create that future. And it's to me, it's it's the dance between the two. That's what we call the dance of life, right? That creates your life. The dance between achievement and, and success and, and taking action and having a sense of urgency with your ability to be grateful and appreciate every step along the way. That's, re- that's the magic formula right there. I mean, really, there's nothing else. So in this episode, I want to talk to you about the effect of compounding on your actions, you know, and why is that important? Because ultimately in life, this is what I believe, and you can share with me what you believe too. I would love to hear back from you on this. But at the end of the day, there's two kinds of experiences in life. There is the stuff that's very accessible and easy, doesn't require effort. And there's the stuff that requires skill and training and excellence. And there's a barrier between experiencing it and and just having to to put in the resources and time and skill and all that stuff. And both are important. There's a wide spectrum of experiences available. Life is about experience. If there is one purpose to life, right, it's to experience and to get as much experience as possible. And in my opinion, as much of a variety of different kinds of experiences. Now, within that, it requires a distinction because I can get a variety of easy experiences all day long. I can go eat, I can go sit outside, I can go, you know, whatever, lay by the beach. I mean, you know, anything that doesn't really require much effort or skill, it's all there. And all those things are beautiful and very important. But I think that a fulfilled life, a happy life, something that really lights you on fire also involves the spectrum of experiences that are difficult, that are requiring challenge and skill and training and excellence. So you need both. You need both. And that's where that variety comes from. It's not about just having only one type, you know, or let's say only a series of similar types of experiences. You want both. You want the challenging and the easy. So with the easy, you don't have to do much. You know, you just have to let go and relax. But with the with the experiences that require that excellence, that skill, that are 
you know, miles away between a, a moat of resistance and space and time. With that, it requires planning and consistent action because they don't come by default. You know, you can, assuming nothing terrible happens to you, you can wake up and tomorrow comes and you can enjoy it in the same way as you did today. But if you want a particular result, if you want, let's say, a certain amount of money, a lifestyle, a certain body, uh, you want to travel somewhere super cool, like that's not going to come just by default tomorrow. So there's the default version of life, which is excellent, but then there's also that extra something special. There's ordinary and there's extraordinary, and they're both important, but this is about creating that little extra in your life. And that little extra comes by taking continual action because we got to plan. You know, if you want to eat strawberries in the summer, you got to plant them in the spring. That's just how everything works. Nothing you know, Amazon certainly breaks the rule because you can think of something and literally it materializes in front of your face in 24 hours. But that's not how life works. You know, maybe it will in a hundred years when technology will override most of our effort, you know, at creating anything. In that sense, I don't know. You know, to, to, that's an interesting little side thought too. I've wondered about that a lot in my own experience is that, you know, at some point we're going to make things so easy that there'll be no point to doing anything at all. Literally, you just put on a helmet and let's say you got a virtual reality experience that's just as good as the quote unquote real life if, if this isn't a virtual reality experience. And that's it. You can program the perfect family, the perfect, you know, and then, and then what? You know, what would be the point to life in that sense? So that's a very interesting future because then it would maybe cycle in on itself. You know, maybe at that point we would say, you know what? I want a little more challenge. I want a little more difficulty because that would be the novel experience at that point. And then maybe you end up back where you end up now. Alan Watts, if you listen to him, he talks about this. It's a very mind-blowing thing. But anyway, back to the topic at hand. What is compound interest? If you don't know, it's, it is the eighth wonder of the world because it's literally making something from nothing. So if I put $100 in to a, an account and it compounds at 10% interest per year, that means that after a year, if I've done nothing, that $100 turns into $110. That's money out of thin air. So what that means is that the next year, if I do nothing, right, I've put my $100 in, then it grows a little bit more. And it takes that 10%, not of 100, but it takes that out of the new amount of 110. So then it goes to 121 because you got $11. And then the next year, again, I do nothing. I have $121. I take 10% of that. That's $12. Then I'm up to $132. So in the course of three years, I've done nothing, but I've gained, you know, 30, 32% on my investment. So now why is this important? You know, in, in finance, obviously, because you get money from nothing. And that's, that's the whole point. You know, you're never going to earn your way or save your way to financial freedom because at the end of the day you are exchanging time for money and that's that's not what you want to do regardless of how much money you have you have limited amount of time right so your goal is that you get more than what you put in right so you get money from not being there royalties you know interest dividends returns is stuff that you know like products that you don't have to be there to, to sell them that kind of thing so when you have compounding, 
that compounding goes to work for you every, you know, however it's structured, but every time that it ticks, it gives you a little more, it gives you a little more. And as you are consistent with your investments, the rate at which you earn is much faster than just say, I'm earning, I don't know, $20 an hour, whatever, right? It, it doesn't do that. It's the rate increases, it accelerates. And this is the point because you accelerate. Compounding is essentially acceleration. As if you were to translate it into a physical law, it accelerates. So what acceleration does is that it builds momentum. The whole point of having a, a nest egg or an investment uh, situation is that you invest in it regularly, right? And allow compounding to accelerate that to the point where it has enough momentum, quote unquote momentum, so that you can retire. Meaning the earnings that you get back from those compound dividends is that it's enough to basically you know, live your life on in the level that you see fit. So let's say I want $5,000 a month to be, that's my ideal lifestyle, whatever, you know, $10,000 a month, 20,000, whatever it is. Then I figure out how much do I need in my nest egg for my interest, right? That's stuff that's working without me having to be there to return that amount of money back to me. So whatever it is, they say, you know, have 30 times, 40 times more. Again, this is not a financial podcast, but there's plenty of stuff out there for you to educate yourself on. It's very interesting. One book in particular I recommend that I have had great experience with myself is Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. I think that's a phenomenal book. Very, it's a long book. I listened to it on audio, but it's a, it's a phenomenal book. I highly recommend it. Very educational. But compounding is really what it's all about. So now if you understand all that with compounding with money, it's the same with time. You know, with money, we measure it by dollars. With time, we measure it through action, right? The actions that you take on a daily basis, right? So what does that mean? I was talking to my friend about how building a brand, a personal brand, whatever, you know, even a regular brand doesn't matter, but building a brand is really about compounding. I mean, putting your actions over time towards a consistent future because it takes time. You know, there's just a, you know, especially when you do something, you're going to be new at it and you're going to be slow. You know, just like with compound, you know, with money, if you put $100 in a year, right? A hundred bucks a year is not a lot of money. But if you start early on, let's say you start when you're 20, I don't have the number pre-calculated for this, but in 20 years, if you're putting $100 a year and you get back, let's say, I don't know, 7% or something like that, that money is going to be insanely huge because it, at first it's not so big, but it starts to accelerate, accelerate, accelerate. And then it pretty much builds momentum. And, you know, you do that for 40 years and you're going to be a millionaire, I'm sure. So the point is like the, the value of compounding over time is that yes, in the beginning it's slow, but towards the end, it's phenomenally different. So that's the same with any business. In the beginning, it takes a lot of energy and time and effort to start anything. You're going to fail. Uh, you know, there's just a, a a wall of like two years, in my opinion, at least, of really getting clear on what it is you want to do with something. This is in my own experience. This is in my my other friends' entrepreneurs' experience. I see about two years, I think, you know, give or take, you know, one, sometimes it's three years, sometimes it's four, really, to get your vision. 
But at the end of the day, it's a constant process. But for sure, you can count on the first two years being a trial period. You know, with my own podcast, I'll give you a little brief history about this podcast. I can tell you how many revisions and creatively, you know, how much I re-articulated everything and how like in early 2017, I had the idea for a book. And that's when I, it was a book I haven't written yet and then I probably won't write it for another two years or so. But I started with this book idea. It was called The Seven Transformations. And then at the time in 2017, beginning of 2017, my buddy and I, Elijah, we started goofing around with like, microphones and podcasting. We had no freaking clue what a podcast even was. We were just recording it and putting it on Facebook. You know, a year goes by, 2018, I'd start my own podcast. I call it The Seven Transformations. I wanted to talk about personal growth. I wanted to talk about transformation, all this kind of stuff. I started that with literally like, I think six downloads maybe in the beginning. Like it was, it was nothing. I was like, okay, well, I guess that's pretty good. And I just kept, kept going on it. I, I, I knew it wasn't going to be anything phenomenal. I had no idea what to measure it to either. So I just kept going with it. And then I created a website for it. I started creating a blog, show notes. I had a blog before. I changed that, you know, from like two years ago into something that's more aligned with this. I I started creating, you know, more uh, podcasts. I, I was trying to do it twice a week. Then I got into Insight Timer a couple months later, which is a meditation app, and they started liking my content. So I started creating some music there. And then pretty soon, you know, like I said, it's been now, I'm fast forwarding through a lot of stuff, but it's now been a year and a half, right? So we're in 2019. So two and a half years, literally, since my first book slash podcasting experience kind of started. And now I feel decent. I'll tell you, I feel I'm pretty perfectionist, but I feel pretty good. I feel decent about what I've come and produce so far with, with the podcast, with the sound quality, with the message, with the website, with all these little pieces to the puzzle. And I can tell you consistently that in the last year and a half, I've spent probably, I mean, 10 hours, maybe no, not even like 10, you know, I would say per week, maybe 20 hours a week, right? Like on average, maybe 15 to 20 hours a week just thinking, reorganizing, structuring, I mean, creating content. If you you average it all out, it's probably about 15 to 20 hours a week. Just on that. Now, remind you, mind you, I still had my business, my coaching, my dance performances, all that stuff like that all is going on. So it's been a grind, you know, and it still is a grind. There's a lot of awesome stuff I want to bring to to you guys and share with you, but it's a constant grind. But now I have a structure. So the value of that consistent action is that a, you need to get through that pool of failure and get that feedback, right? So anytime you start something, there's no way, it's guaranteed that there's just, imagine like there's a hundred failures. Let's say we put a number on it. There's a hundred failures that you have to take for any new endeavor. I'm making this up. It's not true. It's probably more, way more than that. But the point is, let's say there's a number, right? So if you're acting, you take one action a day, right? Just so we can quantify this. If you're taking one action a day, that means it's going to take you a hundred days before you get through that pool of failure. But if you're taking 10 actions a day, it's going to take you 10 days. Now, regardless of the fact that that's way faster, multipli- multiplicatively, the point is that now you're there sooner and then you can take 
more action because once you get through those hundred failures, then there's more action that you can take, whatever the next step is, right? Again, I'm quantifying this. It's kind of a silly example, but the point is you take advantage of your time. And then the sooner you act, you're, you're, you're sooner, you're, you're faster to get more feedback. So it's, it's a snowball effect. So you have to get through that, you know, that initial pool of failure and you, you'll get to meet people, create systems and structures of doing things, create a method, develop your skill, develop your vision and message. And it's like, you know, the, the world is constantly changing. We're constantly getting opportunities so that the faster you are, the more consistent you are taking action, the sooner to market, so to speak, you can get it and start taking advantage of it. You know, it's, it's not a linear thing. The more you take action, the, the more exponentially you grow. So that's really the key with compounding. And, you know, in my own experience, like I said, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a grind, you know, but I, I'm always reminded by the consistency, the value of consistency. That's something I talk a lot about in this podcast. And I'll tell you, I saw a video recently of a, of a tortoise and a hare. They actually did this on Facebook. It was pretty entertaining. I think it was in, in some Asian country somewhere, but they had a, a turtle and it was running, you know, they had like a little race track. It was just a straight track. And it was such a cool video. Like, I wish I could f- find the link. I'm sure you could Google it, but it's literally the tortoise versus the hare. And it's exactly how the cartoon portrayed it. Like the tortoise is just literally going straight and just plowing away super slow, but just going straight. Then the the people let go of their bunny rabbit and the bunny rabbit's like literally in the first three seconds, he almost wins the race. He gets really close and then he, you know, he jumps back and, you know, goes back here and then he's confused and he's running around. He's just bouncing around all over the place. Well, meanwhile, the turtle is just going straight. It doesn't veer off course. So it was a really cool video because the tortoise actually won, you know, and it was like, wow, like this is, it's one thing to see it in a cartoon, but to see it in real life, it's like, oh, wow. Like, okay, I get it now. You know, it's all about that consistency. It's just about, it doesn't matter how, how much you bounce around. It's about whether you get to the finish line and you're consistent right? So consistency is the key. Now, how do you take advantage and compound your actions? How can you, what are some key strategies that I can share with you from my own experience that will help you in compounding your actions and being more thorough and staying on top of yourself? So the first one is get a notebook. Forget your phone to do, I mean, I use my phone. I got a little notepad or whatever in the phone, but look, if, if it's one thing I learned, it's like we are physical creatures. Use a notebook. I use two markers. I use a, a, like a gel pen, like a black ballpoint pen, and a red Sharpie. I love, first off, you get a reward mentally, dopamine, when you cross off your to-do list. When you write something and you cross it off, like that's a, that's a boost. So we're, we're hardwired to complete things. So the more enjoyable and again, tune into your inner child, you know, like, like be, be like a kid again. I bought the huge red marker and it's ridiculous, but you know what? It feels great when I cross that thing off, like it feels really good. So, you know, experiment with that. You don't have to have a red marker, but do something that's going to help you get creatively in tune 
physically in tune, viscerally in tune with your to-do list. And literally review it every day. Like set time for yourself every day to review that to-do list. I have a a notebook, a little black notebook. I write in it. I do my follow-ups, whatever, what I need to do for the next day. And then I cross it off with a red marker and continually I'm rewriting. Like if I'm getting to the point where I have, let's say three or four more things I need to do on the list, but there's like 20 that have been crossed off. I just flip the page and I rewrite it again. So I start fresh. So I have this rotating to-do list that I'm constantly interacting with. And obviously you have your phone too, but you know, don't rely on digital. If digital, you can't feel anything. It's, it's all logical brain. It doesn't, you're not going to remember it. Emotions remember. Logic doesn't remember. You got to remember that emotions. Remember, if you feel something, you're going to remember it. It, don't overload your brain with think, think, think logical stuff. We got plenty of that already. So don't rely solely on the display of your phone. Use a notebook, look at a physical notebook and reserve time every day to check in on your to-do list. Don't scrimp on that either because if you don't have time for yourself, this is very important and this, is, this deserves a little more explanation. When you're When you're spending time with yourself, you have several ways that you can do that. You know, you can watch Netflix, which is whatever, it's fine, but it's not productive. You have creative time where you're just out in nature or whatever, or, you know, quiet space, and you're just letting the universe speak to you and get inspired, thinking about the vision, the future, creative thought. And then you have like productive time with yourself where you're reviewing your to-do list, you're reviewing your tasks, you're crossing off tasks, like those kinds of Quality time with yourself, you have to have at least once a day, in my opinion. You have to, if you want to stay consistent. It's like, think of it like your investments. You know, think of like you're putting money in your piggy bank, that compound interest bank. You know, you want to maximize your compound interest, then you got to put money in it every day or every month or on a, on a schedule, right? So same thing with this. Your piggy bank is your notebook and you got to invest in it every day and write in it every day and cross out every day. Third, on the list is delegate, you know, learn, learn to delegate. This is going to help you free up your time so that you can keep working on creative stuff. One thing that's important to note with being, let's say, really taking action and compound interest and all the stuff that we're talking about, it's very easy to get derailed on the details and spend a, you know, a lot of time on doing useless stuff especially if you own a business or whatever, you know, anything else. It's easy to get lost and say, yeah, I've, I've done a lot today, but all that stuff is really useful, useless towards your end goal, your end vision. So just because you're doing a lot of stuff doesn't mean you're being productive. That's important. So what does that mean? That means delegation allows you to, to recenter, to let go of those details that don't need your attention. So you can actually invest where the compounding is the highest. Now, here's a good way to think about it. Let's say you have three accounts that you can invest in. One of them gives you 10%, one of them gives you five, and the other one gives you 1%. Okay, so the part that's going to return the most is your vision, your why, your, you know, your ideas, your creative stuff. You start investing your attention in areas like all the details, especially stuff that you don't know how to do. Trust me, I've been there. Like I'm control freak. So it took me a while to learn to delegate. And especially like with example for this book that I'm coming out with, I got an illustrator. I got, 
you know, a, an editor, I'm talking to a marketing person, like so many things that I wanted to do. And certainly I'm very creative in that sense. Like I know what I want, but you have to delegate. Otherwise you just spin and spin and spin and you invest that time into the 1% piggy bank. You're not going to get anything in return. You, you, if anything, you'll lose because people who are experts in that field can do it faster and can offer you ideas that maybe you didn't see. So learning to delegate allows you to keep your attention and your investment in the right piggy bank. So that's really important. Learn to delegate. It's been a huge lesson in my life. Number four, decide how to use your time effectively. Now that sounds like a, a general suggestion, but look, there's different ways to use your time and you know that. There's creative kind of time, there's data entry kind of time, there's recovering and rejuvenating yourself, you know, there's execution and, and getting stuff done, right? So one thing that's been very valuable for me, and I, I you know, I want to create, I think I'm going to create a something with this, maybe in the future, I don't know what yet, but some kind of guide or book or something, but learning how to align with your natural state. You know, there's a, there's a principle in Asian culture called Wu Wei. And Wu Wei is going with the alignment of things, going with the grain, not against the grain, but going with and learning how to align yourself properly with a situation, a person, a, the flow of something so that you do not waste energy. It's very, um, very interesting. You should look it up. But the, the idea is very simple. How can we align, you know, like a sail? When you use a sail, you are using the wind to move. Whereas when you're rowing, you're using energy, your own energy. One requires thought and structure and planning and is subtle, but is very, very powerful and uses very little of your own energy. So in that sense, how does that apply to your time management? Well, being effective with your time is having a routine, number one, and also having the sense of how that aligns with your natural cycles, your energy, the situation, the, the level of commitment that's required. You know, if, if you know that you like to do creative work at night, let's say you're most creative at night, then structure your routine so that you can do your creative work at night. Don't do task stuff or, you know, data entry kind of stuff or things that aren't creative when you're at night and you're getting that creative peak. Utilize what's already there. Then you're going to be effective. Likewise, if you know you're whatever, most productive in the morning because that's when you have the most free time, don't sleep in, you know, and then try to play catch up. Like if you know that's when you have that free time, then utilize it so that you can invest in that 10% piggy bank. So learning how to utilize your time and aligning with what's already there is very, very important. If you're tired, don't try to do creative work, just cross off your list and see what you can get done that requires very little mental energy. So number one, get a notebook. Two, reserve time with yourself to be productive, to be creative, to listen. Three, learn to delegate. Four, decide how to use your time effectively by having a routine. And number five, the final one is ask yourself what you're doing and why you are doing it constantly. Evaluate your reasons on a regular basis. You know, this is something that 
I can't stress the importance of, and it's something that if you want to get anywhere that's worthwhile, again, we're talking about compounding your actions so that you can get those results and experiences and things in life that are harder to access, then you have to continually ask, where is it that you're going? What is your vision? You know, with this podcast, again, I'll give you my own story. I've changed the design, the marketing, the the branding, the wording, the structure. I've changed it so much in the last like year and a half, like crazy. And if you've listened to it from the beginning, you can go actually on iTunes. As much as I hate to tell you this, go on iTunes. You can listen to my first podcast there. And I think it was taking action to create a life you love or something like that. And yeah, that was my first episode. Pretty much exactly what we're talking about today. But you can see the difference, the intro, the tone of voice, whatever, the quality of sound. God, I didn't get me started on that. Like, it's just insane how much everything's progressed. You know, I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm grateful for you, for you being in my life and listening. But that's what it's all about is that consistency and just being able to to continually take action and look at what is it that matters to you, what direction you want to take it, and evaluate everything else against that point. So that's how you stay on top of yourself because, again, it's easy to get lost in the details. It's very easy. So you have to keep that big picture ahead of you, whether it's making a vision board, whether it's listening to inspiring podcasts that, that kind of guide you in that direction or listening to books that kind of help support what you're looking to do, hanging out with people, having masterminds, community groups, whatever. Keep that vision alive so that you can stay consistently in the same direction. You know, it's one thing to invest in the 10% piggy bank for a little while, but then if you start investing in the 1% without realizing you're investing in the 1% and wasting your time, then you're not taking advantage of compounding, if that makes sense. So compounding and the value of compounding, master it for your life. Get yourself a notebook and do it every day. Here is my takeaway for this episode. Life is meant to be enjoyed. Part of that enjoyment comes from experiences that are for their own sake and with little effort, while the other part is from the things that require growth, challenge, and difficulty. To access this realm requires planning, foresight, and continual action in the now that will only pay its dividends much later. A consistent relationship to the future we want to live. Only in this way can we build momentum and enjoy a created life of our choosing. For more episodes and weekly content, stay connected at danceoflife.com.